What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Between Two Posts. Uh, Kyle here, along with a little special guest who has a, a message for our guest today on the podcast, Sam Metcalf. Hey, how are you guys? It's Chris. Chris, what's up, man? Oh, yeah. So so I I got word that Sam Metcalf is on the pod, and uh, I don't know him from Adam, but uh, I can tell you he's a great goalie, and everyone I talk to say, says he's a great guy. But I will say, when he played against us this year, I think the boys played a little prank on him in the hotel the night before. Cause he had a brutal haircut walking into the rink and, <laughs> and this guy, let's just say he's lucky that we keep the lights off for the Natty Anthem. That's all. <laughs> great, great, well, guy. That's, great guy, great goalie. I'm sure. But tough barber. It's probably a one-off thing, you know? Yeah. It's, you just caught him on a bad day. Yeah. yeah I mean, I played him four <laughs> times, but over, over, four, over four, three four, seasons. Oh yeah. I made that eight times. Eight bad but days, hey, what I mean, it's it's it could be a, the new style though. You know, but, he's going. For, I mean, those are those are some tough words for a guy who doesn't have to defend himself against him. So, yeah, I know it's it's not fair. We'll have to bring Sam on again to throw some chirps back. But well, that's a hot start there, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, what else is hot right now in the news is uh, the NHL, the National. What do you know? The National League. So I'm sure you've heard. Uh, Batman, the commish came on and said, uh, we're going to go straight to playoffs, 2014 format, waiting on the host cities. Uh, we were actually talking about it today. We, we were skating and we threw around, we think every team should get to like elect one fan to go to the game and they're going to sit like each team's fan will sit across the arena from each other, but they'll each have right like at a at center ice, but they'll have like a blow horn. That's what it's called, right? Air horn? And air, no, no, no. The, uh, a megatron? A megaphone, something. Like, where you can, like, so they can hear each other. Basically, and the players Basically, no rules on what that one fan can bring to the arena. If they want to bring drums, go for it. If they want a mega, whatever, megaphone, go for it. But you just limit it to one yeah, human one, being. One, each side. one guy per team. But he's got to be decked out, like, jersey, uh, fa- face That would be paint, electric. Got to dye your hair. Like, he's got to be the ultimate fan. He's got to re- represent your team. That would be so cool. Or like when they score goals, you run down to the glass and you're banging on the glass going <laughs> they make, nuts. They make them start halfway up. And then when they score, he has to that start I would be getting tossed like 12 pucks in warmies. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know the players would love it too. They'd buy into it. They just... Chris, maybe you can find a way to be the fan and then you could get a couple free sticks from the guys during <laughs> yeah. warmies. Tell, tell them to watch their gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Don't your gloves around, that's for sure. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it sounds like Vegas might be one of the, uh, the primed West Coast cities. And, I mean, logistically makes sense. Tons of hotels, the food, and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't that. know if the uh, um, hockey in Vegas is going to be as high level as in, say, Columbus with whatever's going on out there. But Well, I mean, we, we touched on it last pod. We were saying uh, if they hold, like, the final games there, whenever somebody wins – they're 100% going to open like a club or something. And it's still going to be, they're going to get the Vegas experience. So it's going to be nuts. It's going to be insane. But we were talking about it at the office and like, it's got to be like some coaches got to be thinking this is yeah. scary to allow my guys to live and be in Vegas for that long. Yes. But isn't everything shut down? So like how much can they really get themselves in? Well, no, things are going to start to open here in July. Huh? Well, 
watch out then. <laughs> Vegas, look out. You're going to have a I'm party. Saying. I'm smelling an East Coast Cup run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that'll be exciting. Uh, I can't wait to see hockey again. To yeah, be no. It's, uh, there's not much going on. Did you watch the match? The golf tournament? The match. No, I I was outside doing oh. yard work, but uh, I saw <laughs> I saw the clip of uh, well, Tom Brady had you know a big up. He he was slacking from he what was, I heard. He was but awful. Then he awful. He pumped it in front of uh, Charles Barkley and told him to suck it on uh, national television. So that was sick. And then he ripped his pants. Yeah. So that was a tough day for him. Huh? Yeah, I mean, I guess he's not a golfer, but I mean, he's he's pretty good at football, so. You know, can't, can't really chirp the guy. But it actually brings something else up I wanted to ask you because we, we got into a pretty heated debate because uh, we were watching the golf tournament and we were saying, you know, if we were to go mini golfing, how many hole-in-ones do you think you could get? So out of, 18. Out, of, out of the 18 holes, how many are you putting in one shot? Me? Yeah. I got to say minimum four. What do you, Min that, four. Is that too high or is that too low? I think that's high. That's a high number. No, I tear up mini golf around here. So see, it's, uh, it's tough because I guess like all it takes is a bounce. Like if you get if you get a couple bounces your way, you're looking at seven hole in ones. I mean, yeah, I, you just got to read the greens. You got to be an athlete it, about it. It depends what courses you're you're playing at, though. Like some of them, they have a rock in front of the hole. Like it's not possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's those true. are the ones I usually try to use the rock as like a ramp and see if I can like swish it. Like I'll just or you jump the rock, it hits the back barricade and rolls right, back. Which, right, which is a which is a totally fine game plan. But you're telling me you could do that four times? Okay, twice. I'm I mean, twice. <laughs> I I'm still going four. Like I I feel like I know the courses. I can read the bounces. I can find the hills. Or you see the little wet spots. Like you got to know how to play those do you, things. Do you golf? I'm, I know, like regular like a regular course. Yeah, uh, that that could be an advantage because. Neither of us know how to golf. Not at, at all. all. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Mini golf is way harder, especially like you ever watch that stuff on uh, what I don't know what it's called, but that TV show where like you got to run through the windmill too. That would be a lot yeah, harder. Yeah. Okay. Well, last question then. This is just out of curiosity. How good? Like, do you think Tiger Woods in mini golf? How many is he putting hole in ones? <sighs> on a on a set of eighteen. Yeah. See, I'm. I'm thinking like eight. Uh, low that, ball, I mean, go. Like, dude, it's still like, like you said, there's still a rock in front of him. Like that's still, I mean, I'm saying he might be able to chip it over the rock. <laughs> 15 of the 18 might be possible for a hole in one. I'm giving my guy tiger 12. All right. That's fair. Ooh, I see. I'm on the low side of this. I would have said like eight to nine, maybe you're so you think you're getting four and tiger's getting eight. <laughs> Tiger doesn't go mini golfing. He doesn't understand like the courses. He doesn't. What that I'm stuff's saying, hard. Put a, put a barrier right in front of him. All the, he he'll chip it right over hole in one every time. You can't chip with a putter. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's that's another a story though. Putter. He has to use no. Putter. No. No. He's getting his clubs. He's getting all his clubs. He can oh. Use his own okay. Clubs. Yeah. His own clubs. Okay. Okay well, okay. well, that changes it. Like Tiger with his own clubs, I'm still giving him twelve. But Tiger picking up one of those rubber mini golf. Exactly. Negative two. You don't even think he'll get. He's any. not making one. Really? That's like me no, picking dude, up. He's... That's like me picking up a, a wooden lefty stick with the blade broken off. For Tiger Woods. Oh, yes. That's such I a mean... huge handicap. 
<laughs> such a huge difference. <laughs> Blades broken off, no top half of the stick, you know. I might get one. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I mean, there's only one way to find out. So, Tiger, when Should you – when Yeah, when you or when he's listening to the pod, hit us up and uh, we'll set it up. But uh, back to – you know, let's just send it into the interview. We got Sam Metcalf, uh, Vietnam vet, finally uh, done with his service and uh, going on to Bethel. This guy, this guy, this guy put in some some absolute tours of duty. Sam, if you're listening, I take back what I said about your hair. You should see mine. <laughs> I have no room to talk. And with that, Sam Metcalf. Between two posts tonight, hailing from the great city of Waterloo, Iowa. Standing at a tall and strong six foot four and a half inches, Sam Metcalf. Wow, what an intro! <laughs> that, that one might be my favorite so far. <laughs> Sam, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How have you? How have you guys been? Uh, you know, same old, same old. Just uh, we're doing good. We're doing dream. better now that better now that we're talking to you, though. So that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what have you been up to? Obviously, uh, I mean, I don't think we've really crossed paths since like three years ago, but uh, it looks like you've done some traveling and <laughs> seen quite a few places. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. Um, let's see, where have I? We, we were together in Topeka. So since then, I've been to Janesville, Muskegon, back to Janesville, up to Flint Flon in Canada and then finally back to St. Cloud and then that's uh that'll about end the junior career right there so yeah well don't, don't forget for those... New Jersey oh New Jersey yeah, yeah. A little NCDC action days. oh yeah all the 10 days I was out there <laughs> so I actually I had a pretty funny story from that I don't know if you remember do you remember the uh you better remember the, the stall battle in Topeka Oh yeah, <laughs> I kind of so there You're were a such few a scumbag, Sam. There were a few different incidents with stalls in Topeka. So, which one was this? Well, okay. For, I I mean, first off, for those who don't know, like it was a very unorthodox locker room, and there. I'm pretty sure we only had two goalie stalls, but we usually lot, had like Popper. for the most part, we had like three goalies in the room. Um. And at one point, this was this was like before and after you went to the NCDC and then came back. Okay. Do you know the story or, or do you want me to bring it up? Just remind me first. So I think originally, like when, when we all got there for training camp and we were like picking stalls, and I'm pretty sure me and you were both rookies. So – we, I think Popper made us do like rock, paper, scissors for the second goalie stall. Emil got it because he was there the year before. No, I, I'm pretty sure when I showed up, my stall was like the one closest to the door. Like, oh, right you know what? Actually, you know what? You might be right. So, yeah, this might be even, even better this way. So, I think I actually got the goalie stall to start out. Okay. From training camp. And I'm pretty sure like you moved in or whatever. And I'm, one way or another, you ended up with the goalie stall, and I ended up getting stuck in the corner stall. Okay. And then, and then at some point, I don't know 
I don't know exact timeline, but when you went to the NCDC, I moved back into the goalie stall. Yeah. And then, like you said, when you came back, what, like two weeks later? Yeah, not even probably. Yeah, not even two weeks later, he comes back and moves all his stuff back into my stall. And puts, I, I don't think I was there because I think you like came when no one was like in the rink. I'm pretty yeah. sure you just moved back into your stall. So I came to practice the next morning. <laughs> and all my gears in a player stall. So, okay, so here's here's how I remember it. So I had the goalie stall and Popper. So, okay, you remember Nick Schultz, right? Yeah, yeah. So I prank called him because he didn't have my number yet. And I pretended to be a Waterloo scout because I have like the Waterloo phone number. <laughs> and I left him a voicemail, but when he called me back, he never answered my, or I never answered his call. Yeah. So he left me a voicemail saying, like, hey, this is Mick Schultz. Like, how are you doing? Like, give me a call when you can. I'd love to be, like, a Blackhawk, whatever. And I showed Popper this voicemail. Yeah. And uh, Popper starts – he takes my phone and plugs it into the team speaker to play the message out loud for the whole team. And when Schultz got there, before he walked into the room, I was like, dude, like, I'm so sorry. Like, don't go in there. And Popper was so pissed at me for ruining his joke that he moved me all the way to the back and moved you into the goalie stall. I probably have. I think there was a lot of moving around. <laughs> yeah, so I was in, like, the smallest stall in the entire locker room all the way in the back of the room. <laughs> and then I want to say when I got back from the NCDC, he just moved my stuff back to the goalie stall. Like, I don't think – I don't – I never moved your stuff. Oh, like, I it, think was he it was all Popper then, I guess. Yeah, like – well, you know how Popper was too. Yeah, like, yeah. The shit storms he would do. He'd just throw sticks everywhere. Like <laughs> that's just Popper. Yeah, exactly. that's an easy way to pass the buck there, eh, Sam? Oh, it was, oh, it yeah. was Popper. Well, wasn't my fault. Well, the other funny thing I was gonna say was when I first got there, this is like my first year um like out of high school, and I didn't realize like how scummy the gnaw was. Oh, so yeah. so <laughs> There's actually a bunch of stories about that, but basically, Popper had a rule where, like, you couldn't get a new roll of tape until you handed in the, the like the core, yeah. the empty core. So yeah. I thought it was like some sponsorship deal with like Howie's or whatever. Like, oh, like we turn in the old cores and Howie's gives us new tape. So I went into Popper's office one day and I I was like, hey, Popper, like I have like eight empty rolls from over summer that were just in my bag. I go, if you want them, you can like turn them in and get us more tape the team like i was trying to be a good guy and he just started dying laughing he's like no nah. it's like it's not, so guys on our team don't steal tape yeah that's hilarious sam yeah, what's so. your uh what's your best poker story oh god i know um, there's probably a way too many of them but what's your favorite so I mean, one of my favorites is the story about Schultz and that me ruining his prank. Okay. But, like, so this one, I, I wasn't here for it, but he would always tell us about how, uh, like, back in the day, it, there was even less uh, rules than there are now. So <laughs> he, like, he had free reign to just mess with people. So whenever, like, rookies would make him mad, he would, uh, like, take the toques off of their skates. <laughs> And he would fill the toques with M&Ms and then put the toques back on while, they, while the players weren't at the rink. No So the way. next day they'd show up to the rink and their skates would just be rattling with like candy in their toques. <laughs> yeah. P Popper was probably one of the funniest guys. Do you remember what he would do if you 
didn't have your stall sitting right? No. I, I remember because he would, if you didn't have like everything lined up at the end of the day, he would take your gitch, find it like in the dirty gitch pile. Instead of washing it, he would like <laughs> soak it and then put it in the <laughs> freezer overnight. So you came yeah. to the, rink the next day, it's in a, yeah. your, all your underarmors in a block of ice. <laughs> One of my really good buddies was the captain of Odessa at the start of this year. And Popers, the equipment guy in Odessa now, um, okay. he sent me a snap one day. There was a kid who pissed Popers off. So Popers put his helmet, skates, and gloves into the same thing, put it in a bucket of ice and froze it. <laughs> for a bucket of water. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's tough. So That's- for background on that real quick for the listeners, um, Bob Pope, a.k.a. Popers, uh, he's a legend in Null South, and it's strictly Null South because he's been with one team owner uh, since the Topeka, what was it, the Roadrunners, and then they yeah. went to Odessa, so he went with them. This guy like is crazy because he travels the summers with a bike and a bag, basically, and he's told me about when he's gone to China. Uh, he's biked all over like the UK. At, like His stories are unbelievable. He's a yeah. very oh, interesting yeah. human being. He'd actually be a fun guy that, that you should uh, you guys should try to get on the podcast. Yeah, actually, we, he he would be hilarious. But he's an interesting one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. There's he's, he's, a, he's a wild there's, guy. There's so many stories with him, but it's uh, I, I get, we'll we'll put it away for a later date. We'll we'll get uh, Kaffer's stories out today. That's what we're here right, for. Right. So, we're here see. for you. I wanted to. So one of the things I wanted to bring up. Uh, also, a lot of these are kind of Topeka related, but do you remember how electric those Rockstar Energy Drink intros were? <laughs> oh my God, there's nothing like it. That's the most null thing I've ever been a part of in my entire life. It felt so. I guess a, a little backstory is like the rink is a full, like two bowl arena, like sits. I don't even it's, know. It's like 8,000. 8,000. We wouldn't get. Mm, 200 fans no it was more than that but it, it felt just, like less it, than that it, it, it so felt big. like five people were there I'll put oh it that yeah way. it was bad. And, <laughs> but for, but for the intro like they would they would turn off all the lights they had like the the spotlights and like crazy good sound system like this intro was so legit and like i don't know they had the graphics and like pictures up for players it was just it was crazy so I just that had like the highlight tape and everything too. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was insane. Yeah, that was they had like bird's eye view cameras of like goals and saves and like <laughs> it was like it was insane. It was so nice. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was like the NHL at that point. I was like, oh, <laughs> this league, this league's sick. <laughs> yeah, I uh, just pulled up a picture. I googled it on uh, for the arena, and. I don't know if it's a Topeka Roadrunners game that's going on, but man, is that bowl empty. Oh, it had to have been a Roadrunner game. <laughs> there is no one in the stands. There's a hockey game for sure going on when this picture was taken, but it is empty. Well, I mean, I guess Sam makes a good point. Like, there's probably more people than you think, but it this arena is massive. Like, oh, yeah. It, it, you could have, even if it's halfway full, it's going to look completely empty because the the second bowl is just i don't know it's it was definitely cool to play in though yeah oh yeah it was really cool do you remember um they would kick us out for the uh like for the weekend if we were on the road like we wouldn't be able to practice for like the whole week because it would be um 
rodeos. They had like a monster truck rally. They had everything. It, we went to we went to a midget wrestling match once. Um, <laughs> it was just some wild stuff going it's on. It's crazy there. stuff. Um, <laughs> Null South is one, known one, for the rodeo, though. Like I've been, I was trying to go when I did my one Null South road trip. I couldn't go see some teams because they had the rodeo, and I was lucky to see Shreveport because the state fair had ended. Yeah. Like there's some <laughs> wild stuff going on in the South. It's well, I want to say like three or four of the arenas down there have like big, huge, uh, what's it called? Like a horse stable right outside yeah. of the ring. Like Lone Star does. Or actually, Lone Star might not, but Topeka definitely does. There'd be horse shows there like every weekend. <laughs> uh, what were the other ones? Odessa and Shreveport, right? Yeah, I know Amarillo 100%. Oh, yeah, one Amarillo too. But, um, I was going to say, like, I remember one time we got back from a road trip from, like, Texas, and we came back to the Expo Center, and there was – the ice was out, the boards were out, and there were literally, like, piles of dirt up going, like, kind of towards the, the second tier because I guess they were doing, like, a motorbike race, so they had jumps and stuff. It was just crazy. Like, only in Kansas, but – Oh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm speaking of that, then what's, what's the most Kansas thing you've witnessed? Probably, like, just every weekend coming to the rink, like, for a game, and we have to change where we would normally park for the horse shows. Like, there would just be thousands of horses in our parking lot. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, dude. It, sm- it, it smelled awful. It smelled so bad. It was so bad. It would stink for, like, the whole week until it was finally cleaned up. Yeah, that was – I don't know. There's so – I there's just – it's hard to remember back, but – yeah every time you kind of bring something up it's like oh man like, that hey, actually speaking of like just how the null is do you remember were you there for our road trip to corpus uh no but i heard i heard corpus is unreal oh corpus itself is insane but our road trip it was an 18 hour bus ride but i'm not gonna get into what the rumors of what really happened with the bus ride were but they told us we had a flat tire. Yeah. And it added eight hours to our drive time. No way. Jesus. We left we left Wednesday at midnight and we didn't get there until twenty six hours later. Jeez. <laughs> Corpus It was absurd. I That's drove brutal. from Odessa to Corpus and yeah, that is that alone is a far drive, but I couldn't imagine coming down from Topeka like that's insane. Yeah, it was absolutely insane. But, but so then get, now they got they got Lamar Hunt as the owner now, so they fly now. Oh, no way. Boy. No, they don't. Oh, yeah. They fly now. They're flying to games? Only to Corpus. Because that's Dude, the furthest that, trip, right? That's the furthest trip. Yeah. yeah. That's so nice. They're probably going to be PJing to every game now because the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. The guy's got money just falling out of his wallet. Did you hear they moved? It's not Topeka anymore. They're yeah, going to they, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you know where they moved. They moved to our practice rink when the Expo Center was busy. No way. Yeah, dude. The that's where they're gonna play. You know where the outdoor rink is and like the lot. Yeah, Bonner. Yeah, that's the, that's the home rink. No, <laughs> that, no, that rink not. doesn't even seat a hundred people. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I, I the only thing I can think of is maybe he's gonna like invest and kind of rebuild. I the can rink. see it. I can the see Kansas it. City Scouts. Because, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's that's so null, though, to have, like, three rebuilds in three years. Oh, yeah. 
That's insane. He just rebranded everything to the Topeka Pilots, and now they're already moving to the uh, Kansas City Scouts. So, Did yeah. he own the team when they were the Pilots? Yeah. Yeah, he, they moved to the Pilots because he bought them. And now he's changing them to the Scouts. Yeah. Yeah. He's you got to love the no. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't want us to get too far away real quick because the one thing, and he's a he's a Vietnam vet, registered, signed off, Dylan Lubesmeyer. <laughs> he told me when I was in the South, he's like, once you get to Shreveport, you're going to smell the rink. Yes. But, but, that but that's not where it ends. When you leave the rink, you're going to smell like the rink and you won't <laughs> notice it till you're two hours away. So I get done at Shreveport during the like late afternoon. I see Richie Parent and Mason Balboa. I get on the flight and I'm in this rinky-dink airport that is like it might have two terminal. Well, not terminals. It's got two ports for friggin' planes. And I'm sitting there and I go, man, it's like this airport stinks like hell. Like, what is that? And then I kind of walk around. I'm like moseying around, just trying to get my, you know, move my legs around because I had to sit for two hours before the plane showed up. And then I, as I'm walking around, I go, "This whole place stinks." And then I realized, "Oh my God, it's in my clothes. I stink." <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. It's terrible. Yeah, that's where they hold the state fair. So the st- the smell just sticks around all year. What's the I What's remember- the worst barn you've had to play in? Oh God! Um, Chippewa is probably the coldest. What? Like, oh, you played for St. Cloud, yeah? Chippewa Falls. I got stories yeah. about that place too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I played in every division except the East. So, yeah, <laughs> I got I got some stories about all of them. But um, the absolute worst rank. Oh, I don't even know. Honestly, oh, honestly it oh, might not be the Expo Center. The, uh, the Expo Center sucks if you're the away team. It's not terrible if you're the home team. The I the ice though. Oh, the ice is bad. It's so warm in there. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Janesville, like even when I played in Janesville, the ice was. Well, I mean, the ice was great, but the rink is so tiny. It gets a good atmosphere, but the rink itself is not very nice. That's. Yeah. I was gonna say that about Janesville because I had seen you there too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when, everywhere. When we when I was in Jane's, um, I mean it's it's like like we have community rinks here that have full like one side stands. So the way yeah. that um, uh, sorry Janesville was set up was you had the rink, the one side was the benches. There's nothing behind the benches. It's a low. Oh no, no no oh no! There's stands behind the benches. Really? I don't remember yes, that because I oh, I remember I remember because <laughs> that's when I went. I got pulled in the first period. And I and the, there's not enough room for the goalie to sit on the bench. No, Conan, that was Springfield. Oh, oh, oh! That you know was Springy. You're right. Yeah, no. that was Springy. That's my bad. That's my that, bad. That's Springy what might be. Springy might be the worst rink I ever played in. Now that you remind me of that one, that yeah, rink sucks. That's a tough rink, but that's terrible rink. They always try to paint it pink too, like once a year, yeah. and oh, it's even that worse. Looks awful. It's so bad. <laughs> So Let's see, I wanted to ask, I'm 90% sure you were a part of this. Um, do you remember the bag skate after the bus ride? Oh, was that like when it was just Demar was the only coach? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We went home for what, like an hour? And then he was like, hey, come back. Yeah. So, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Demar bagged you guys got, after you went home? So, yeah, we actually, just got swept for like four weeks in a row probably. 
Yeah, we were the we, worst team in the league. <laughs> we were doing tough. We definitely got swept, and uh, I, I, it was a long trip. I think our last game was in Texas, so probably like a 16 to 18-hour bus ride. And at some point, he must have decided, like, all right, guys, like, we're we're going to have a, I, what a, uh, maybe a 5 a.m. bag skate. Yeah, it was something like that. And but we come back to the rink still. Everyone unpacks their gear and then goes home. It's probably like I don't know three or four. No, we probably got back at three. Put the gear away. Went went back home for like yeah. an hour and came back. And all I remember, I remember a few things. The first thing I remember is there were a solid five guys who decided to like pack up their gear that <laughs> night and just go home and not come back. <laughs> like, which which probably would have been the way to go because. The, the second thing I remember is there were uh, garbage cans set out on the ice for us for that morning. Oh, that's not good. See, I remember that. Like, I remember there being garbage cans, but I also remember the bag skate not being that hard. Like, I feel like we just skated, like, circles. You know what I mean? Like, we did, like, the European really? circle drill. I feel I like it wasn't that hard, but maybe I'm thinking of something else. I don't know. I thought you threw up that skate. No, I didn't. I've only thrown up from skating like one time and it was in Janesville this year during camp he's um, an athletic specimen Kyle that's why he's made it so long I'm, uh, that's up for debate <laughs> six, six, four and I was, trying to, I was trying to pump your tires there a little bit I can't believe DeMar tried to skate you guys and when you call it this, the European skate circle is that the one where the back guy has to catch to the front I I think it's like, I feel like we just did the one where you have like three guys go to time. You start in the corner and you go around like every circle. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, that's not even a big deal. No, it wasn't that hard from what I remember. I must have just remembered it being awful, but. Yeah, Kyle's out of shape. That that explains a lot. Well, yeah, obviously I was, I was out of shape. I also like. You were probably going a lot harder than I was. I was probably like coasting. It was probably (laughs) five in the morning. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it could have been also, I mean, I'm. I definitely didn't play, so I was probably eating some of like the arena hot dogs. When I- <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe that's what just made me feel like crash. But yeah, uh, what was the worst skating drill though? I don't know if you guys have ever done it, but when I was a kid, they called it like the Indian Run. So oh yeah, yeah I know what you're talking. Yeah, and you have yeah. to like everyone's ripping laps, and like I guess people do it well, even like in basketball, they'll run the the court, and last guy has to catch up and then jump into the front. Or the, yeah. is it the no? The front guy takes off and catches the back of the line. That is the worst thing. And no, no, ever no. Do. It's the it's the the back guy has to go to the front. Yeah. Oh. I've never uh, I've never done it on ice. I've only done it like running, but it still sucks. On yeah. ice is awful, and all your gear because when you look down the line, you can see how far it's gonna. You got <laughs> hard you have to go to catch up. Oh. Yeah, those oh. suck. I was I was scrolling your Twitter. I wanted to ask about uh, your friendship with fans. Oh God, <laughs> there have been some uh, there have been some crazy stuff going on with fans, especially in the North South. So, in Lone Star, there was this guy on Twitter. Shout out Reverend Waterman. <laughs> I don't know his real name. He would get so excited every time that we would go to Lone Star. He would like post a video of me on Twitter and he would try to talk to me throughout the entire game. Every time I turn around to get a drink of water, he'd like start saying something to me and I'd just like give him like a smile or like a, 
like I would try to mouth some words back to him. I don't know if he could ever understand me or not, but he would get so excited. Um, same kind of thing in Amarillo. Like it started out there chirping me, giving me a hard time about whatever. Probably we were losing five nothing. They're like, "You suck," <laughs> and I would just be like, "Yeah, like you're probably right. I kind of do." And then by the end of the game, they were like, you know, putting their hearts up, like or their hands up, doing like the heart symbol. And uh, the photographer lady uh, came up to me at intermission and was like, hey, can you please just give him a heart back? Like, I'm going to get a picture of it. So there's a picture out there somewhere of me, like, making a heart shape with my gloves on in Amarillo. Sam, you've got to find yeah. that. <laughs> I, I think I have it. I can, I'll try to find it for you. I'll send it to you. Um, and then same kind of thing in Shreveport. Like, Shreveport that year won the Robbie, like, they were the best team in the league. It wasn't even close. Yeah, they were gross. Um, yeah, like I want to say we were getting outshot probably like 40 to 10. The score was like 5 nothing. <laughs> Which was a typical night in Tokyo. Oh, that's so – yeah, that was average. Um, after like the fifth goal, I skate to the boards and like on my way back to the net, a wa- like a full bottle of water comes flying about two inches right in front of my face. <laughs> and like – I'm just, like, looking around, like, what just happened? Like, we're getting pounded, and I'm still getting stuff thrown at me from yeah. the stand. Um, but then, like, I turn around, and I'm, like, again, like, same kind of thing. Like, I got to smile and wave, whatever. And then, like, I get, like, some messages from some of the Shreveport fans. Like, hey, you're such a good sport tonight. Like, uh, I'd love to get a picture with you after the game tomorrow if you don't mind. Like, you know, you just – you're a good guy, and the fans love you. I, guess. I was gonna, I'm I was gonna guy. say the guy. He he texts you. He's like, by the way, sorry about the bottle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what? Like, I don't know. People are crazy down there. Do you remember actually? Speaking of Shreveport, so you have to walk past all the fans to get on the ice. Yeah. Uh, were you there when Jakub Urbanik, the six-five Slovakia? Yeah, it was is uh, preseason, right? No, this was regular season. Um, it's because at that at preseason, Yaku was still up in the USHL. Oh, okay. Um, one of the fans goes to hand Jakob a full beer and like Jakob is holding it like full ready to chug it. And this dude's just got his phone three inches away from Jakob's face recording. Oh. And, uh, like he was so ready to chug it. And then our captain's like, dude, put that down and smacks it out of his hand. Like, could you imagine what would have happened if the null player chugs a beer they've been all yeah. over bars too they've been all over everything yeah yeah but right. that would have been the most null thing to happen ever so <laughs> oh i know it would have been awesome though especially because he's like a big slovakian like he doesn't even know he's doing anything wrong yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh i've been drinking since i was 14 what, what's the big deal <laughs> yeah, exactly i have beer exactly. before game it's okay <laughs> exactly the, the null is just were you there when uh i think it was against shreveport the their coach was famous for like throwing all the sticks on the ice, and he did it. in that the- was that was the one weekend I missed. No, I missed I missed two weekends when I was in NCDC. I went, I missed that weekend, and I missed military weekend in Corpus, and that was the weekend they got like over six thousand fans. They sold out their arena. Dude, that was probably the most null thing I've seen in my life. Like I've I've seen videos. Like I can't even imagine being there. Seeing I it was live. just like so shocked because. Like, it's not like, oh, he got mad and did it, like, once. Like, this guy has a track record of yeah. just throwing all the sticks and benches and Gatorade coolers on the ice. Like, he's done it multiple times. Like, Wait, <laughs> it's not – is it Soupy or is it uh, the Francis guy? 
it's um, uh, he's a European name. He's from yeah, like it's oh it wasn't Francis. It's Carlos. Yes, Carlos yeah, Zanis. Right. He went to Alaska. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, a mess. I was, I was <clears> yeah, the Latvian guy, right? Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. But um, I'm trying to see what else what else we got here. We had some some crazy stuff. Uh, oh, I, I had written down. I think we hold an unofficial null record for most sets of pads used in a season. Because I'm <laughs> pretty sure if you count Emil's pads, that <laughs> that's what I was saying. Me, me, and yeah. Emil. <laughs> oh my god, that dude would get a new pair of pads like every month and a half. Oh yeah, was that the year he wore Vaughn finally? Yeah, but he didn't even wear them like the whole year. Like he yeah. bought two sets right away, but I don't think he even wore them. I think the he tried. Year. He was in. He was in CCM. He was in the Vapor, the Supreme. Um, he he was messing around with everything. Um, yeah, he was in but, everything. And then I think you started with your CCMs, moved yeah. into a demo set, and then into your custom set like later in the year. So I think you had that sounds right. Um. No, I, actually, I want to say I, I ordered my custom set, like, right before the season. And I just had to wait until, like, the middle of October, maybe November even, before I got them. Which so is perfect timing. That's not bad timing just for all the listeners. So everybody knows that's really good timing. Oh, yeah, that's super, super quick turnaround. Bond's <laughs> the best. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember, I remember a story, and I think it was just last season. A kid from Topeka had called me and said, Hey, I've like, you know, I'm playing in the Nall. I want to try and get some pants. What do you guys got or what can we do? We start talking, and the next day he texts me. He's like, You know, oh, I think I'm good, Everett. I go, What do you mean? You just found pants in the middle of Topeka, like for free? <laughs> he goes, uh, Basically, that kid who used to be here, Emil Grandso yeah. or whatever, yeah. he left <laughs> a bunch of gear, like full sets of gear at his billet's house. So I, I think I'm just going to use that stuff. And I go, hey, man, if you can and it's free and he's not going to ask for it, go ahead. I was that, Hey, that had to be Tyler Boast. It was. It was that kid. He was in St. Cloud with me for a little bit towards the end. No way. Um, yeah, so he, like, I start talking to him in St. Cloud and he's like, hey, like, did you play with the meal? in Topeka and I was like yeah why like what up like what happened he's like dude like this is his glove these are his pants like <laughs> I was like no what like, dude, how so, did you get all this stuff a meal and his gear I remember he he went through um or he he bought a brand new set of Bauer Vapor and then yep. when he went to World Juniors they gave him a set there too I think so yeah he, two sets he gave his one month old set of bauer vapors to uh like a forward on our team to use for street hockey no stop yes, it dude. yes <laughs> i mean that's probably the best place for those pads but like brand new set. <laughs> are you kidding dude he just he went through pads like no one i've ever seen i was I well was do you remember shout oh, out emil grant so yeah absolutely love the kid um, Tony, did you ever see the car he got? It might not have been until the second year in Topeka. No, but I know the first car, the year I was there, he got like a, what's it called? Like arrested or whatever, because he was going like 120 in the no. 65. Yeah. But that was in an SUV. Yeah. What that wasn't like his, what was it? Like it wasn't an Escalade, but you know what I'm like a car like that. Like, a yeah, big, it, was a, it was probably nice. It was super nice. But then 
the second year, it would have been his third year, he got a, a charger with the Daytona package, which is like the racing package. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was insane. I want to say he got another like really huge speeding ticket like that on the way to Bonner. <laughs> he, he lived life on the edge. But I will say the one thing about Emil that was like probably the coolest thing ever is so for like rookie dinner, obviously if you're a rookie, like dress up and like with the wig and a dress and everything. And uh, every other rookie, I think, went to like Goodwill to get like a $5 dress. And Emil took me to like wait 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 you were Emil's rookie that's so cute yeah yeah <laughs> dude Emil took me to like a designer woman's store and like <laughs> dropped no joke dropped like five hundred dollars on like heels and a dress and a purse like, no way yeah dude it was it was crazy what? that's wild <laughs> you're gonna was, have to send us time. those rookie team pictures then or rookie party yeah. pictures yeah, Conan, was... I will never forget rookie dinner that year. Because yeah. you got shoe checked and I'm scarred for life. It was it was bad. It was real it bad. It was really bad. <laughs> I think it was okay. There were there were a bunch of factors. Like one was it was at There's a always an excuse. What's that? <laughs> There's always an excuse. Well, no, I'm saying why my performance wasn't like well liked. Oh, okay. It was in a very upscale restaurant. Like Oh no. And it was like a hibachi steakhouse. There were there were other people in the restaurant, like clearly trying to have a nice date night, probably dropping some good money. And here we are, our whole. Hey, team. you had a five hundred dollar dress on. <laughs> well, yeah, but like half half of us, half of the guys are in dresses and makeup and stuff. And I get shoe checked, so I have to sing. And I, I'll be honest too, like I'm just not a. I can't sing. I'm not a performer. Like that's. <laughs> That's just not my thing. So it was. You're a, you're a mask painter. You're not a. You're not exactly. a performer. Exactly. It was. Yeah. It was. It was a tough night for me. But what did I you got, sing? I got through it. I sing. You, you remember Sam? I don't. Oh, I, it, I sang uh, New York, New York. Oh, that is oh, a jam right. too. So, <laughs> but I don't know if I tried too hard. Like I was doing the leg kicks with it. Yeah, the leg kicks are what I will never forget. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> Kyle, I don't know if I can have you on the show anymore. That's making me crazy. <laughs> it was it was bad, dude. I tried to wipe that out of my memory. So thanks for being <laughs> on, Sam. Yeah, that that's thing I can do to help. Yeah, that away, sure. Sam. Um, yeah. I gotta ask, what was it like playing for Mo Mantha with the Saint Cloud <laughs> at the time, Blizzard, now the Norseman? Oh, yeah. Um, that was an experience. That's uh. The guy, like, you can tell he has so much knowledge for the game. And, like, he wanted so much, like, just because of his sheer passion for hockey. Yeah. But, like, for one, we just didn't really have, like, the skill set. I got to plug him. He's one of my favorites. I got a lot of friends out there that are goalie coaches. I love them all. But uh, I met Larry Clemens as of late. Uh, in the last year or so and the guys in are like just absolute beauty he stays off the social media he's strictly about goaltending i love the way he kind of approaches it with goalies now you had spent a summer there where you didn't go back to waterloo and you actually yes. stayed out near whatever it's called it's near janesville is it sunny something sunny uh no he uh he's in oregon wisconsin okay that's what it is so oregon yeah. wisconsin i don't know where i came up yeah. with sunny side but i've been thinking of somerset but I don't yeah know. okay and uh, uh 
he's a legend. You stayed out there for the summer, and from what everyone told me, it really transformed your game. You know, what did yeah, you was different huge. with Larry? Well, the biggest thing for me that, like, being out there did was it gave me, like, the structure that I've been needing pretty much my whole time. <laughs> like, in Waterloo, they take the ice out here. Like, there's nowhere for me to skate in town. Okay. And especially right now during coronavirus, not even the weight rooms are open. So I got to do all these home workouts. I haven't skated in probably three months. Um, but with Larry, I was skating. I was getting my on-ice training four days a week. I would do my workouts from 5.30 to 7-ish. No, probably 6 to 7.30. And then I would coach all day from 8 to 4. So, like, it just gave me the structure that I needed and, like, the consistent on-ice and off-ice training. Like, especially with such a great goalie coach like Larry. Like, you know what I mean? So you really learned to, like, live that lifestyle through the summer to embrace going forward. It just gave you a different set of work ethic, right? Exactly, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it was really good for me, I think. Love to see that for the kid. Now, my oh, yeah. question, you've seen a lot of null shit. We've talked about it a little bit, but uh, what's the most null thing you've experienced in and out of there? Oh, God. Come on. Uh, I know you got it. It's got to be the Alaska trip. Yeah, that's so, a pretty null thing. <coughs> in Janesville, we would – so you got to think, I was only there for half the season. I missed one of the Alaska trips. Okay. But we still had to go up for playoffs to play at Fairbanks. So, but the regular season one is an absolute grind. You drive to Chicago, catch a flight from Chicago to Seattle. You catch a flight from Seattle to Anchorage. And then you take a bus from Anchorage about three hours to Kenai. <laughs> and for one, that bus ride from Anchorage to Kenai, the bus driver did not turn the heat on on the bus the entire drive. <laughs> like all the boys are shivering like, nobody's like even talking cause they're so cold. And then we finally get there and I don't know how, but somebody started calling the bus driver, like uh dragon master or something like weird nickname. I don't know why. Um, he goes, Oh, I never turned the heat on. Sorry about that. Like acting like nothing happened. Like we get there and then we're in this little motel. Like the hotel isn't the keys don't even have like the, it's not a cart. It's like a, legitimate metal key that you have to go in like turn the lock with it um you keep your gear in a little barn right outside the rink like it's insane do you were you able to uh get into the hot springs there no we didn't get to we uh i want to say it's because we got swept like we were gonna go out but then we got swept (laughs) by fairbanks Uh, hate hate when that happens yeah it's the worst all right so i'll bring up uh one name here and you can just <laughs> tell me what, what comes to your mind <laughs> adrian elephant oh my god i love that <laughs> that was my roommate me and him actually shared a room for the like second half of the year do you have any you have any crazy yeah. stories <laughs> i have a ton but i don't know how like good they are to be shared on here oh they're yeah they're probably rated uh <laughs> yeah there's some well, we'll put it this way. You, you loved him enough to have him painted on the back of your mask. <laughs> so, okay. When I, I texted you and said, hey, like, I need an Adrian tribute on my mask, 
Yeah. I was just thinking, you know, like his name or something. And then you're like, okay, like what picture do you have in mind? <laughs> so I send you, okay, back to a Pope story. Do you remember when uh, Pope gave us every player five tickets and was like, just go hand them out around town. Like yeah. we're trying to get more. Yeah. Yep. So Adrian has the great idea. We go to Hooters and get them to the waitresses. <laughs> So that picture that I sent you to put on my mask is Adrian like holding the tickets in one hand and posing with the Hooters wait no posing way. with the Hooters waitress. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like that kid's he's hilarious. He's one of the funniest kids I've ever met. Yeah, he was he was a beauty. Do you still yeah. keep in touch with him? Uh, not as much as we used to, but. I don't know if you heard. He's kind of like tearing up the pro leagues in Sweden right now. Yeah, I think he's – I mean, I saw he was at like uh, Vancouver Canucks development camp and then – Yeah, he was at dev camp. And then uh, the like this year I think he kind of struggled. I think he got like some injuries or whatever. Yeah. Um, but last year he was like up and down between the big league, like the SHL, and then oh, like wow. the second league, the, the All-Svenskin. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Sweet. So, yeah, I love the kid. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you might want to plug or a story you might have skipped over? Hmm. I don't know. I don't think I can think anything off the top of my head. Anything, Ev? Mm, let me bring back the resume here. Oh, I, so I got to ask here, Sam. <laughs> I, I feel like I know what you're about to ask me. <laughs> I, you might, you might not, but uh, I mean, so. I don't know where you wrapped up exactly, but you kind of wrapped up playing before seasons had really ended and COVID had hit, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, how do you commit coming from the St. Cloud blizzard, then not playing, and then ended up at Bethel and like still continuing the grind? So that's not what I thought you were going to ask me at all. I thought you were going to ask me about Flynn Flon. Um Oh, shoot. I totally so, forgot to ask you about Flynn Flon. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know that kind of just worked out perfectly for me like um I'd been talking to Bethel and a few other D3 schools like a lot throughout just the entire season mm -hmm. um and basically like the coaches didn't really care that I wasn't on a team at the end of the season um I actually went on a couple other visits like even after I was done really um yeah like they were all great schools. All the coaches were like amazing people, but I just felt like Bethel was like more of a, the fit that I wanted and the coaching staff that I wanted to be around, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, absolutely. You couldn't, you couldn't get enough of uh, the super rank after three years in the all. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Well, I actually, I missed this year's, uh, I only went to the showcase twice. Oh, Okay. You know what the good news is, though, Sam? You're going to get to see me every What's time that? I come out to the showcase. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. I can't wait actually, for that. Hey, we got to get a between two post booth for the showcase. Oh, that would actually that. be awesome. We can do some, some live interviews. Grab Popper, yeah. too. Oh, God. Is Popper even with Odessa still? Yep. He is? Yeah, he, oh, he said he will dude, continue he's... to work for the, the, the guy that, you know, the owner that he's friends with. He'll yeah. continue to work for them till they're done with hockey. I was oh, gonna wow. say, dude, Popper Popper will be a a gnaw guy till he drops. Oh yeah, I, I can see it for sure. He just loves messing with the guys too. Much. Oh yeah, he's a prankster. Yeah, he is for sure. 
Well, speaking of that too, the null team sticks are like Bigfoot. Yeah. Well, like you, you see, you think you see sightings, but I'm pretty convinced they're not real. Mm. So my rookie year, I didn't get a single stick. Yeah, neither I did had I. to buy my own. Um, <laughs> and then the second year, um, with the pilots, when it wasn't the roadrunners anymore, yeah, I did not get a stick until the day they released me. No way. <laughs> yeah, they're like, so, they're like, yeah, we're gonna need that back. <laughs> no, they let me keep them, which was amazing. But oh, wow. so they got they made a trade for a goalie who happened to be full right. I have to believe if he wasn't a full right goal, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten those sticks. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And it actually worked out perfect because I'd been using the red sticks. And then I, for whatever reason, was like, I'm going to get blue this time. Yeah. And then uh, I went to Janesville like the next day. So worked out perfect that I got the blue yeah. for that order. And then Janesville, yeah. they got away with it not having to buy anymore. So lucky everybody. Yeah, knows. exactly. It all worked yeah. out. Um, Exactly. Fun story though. Shout out to Evan Moyes and Jerry Dempsey, couple of all stars uh, from uh, what was a team, the Wichita Falls Wildcats. Now they now have a team again, I believe. Yep, they just they brought do. them back, uh, which is exciting for all South. But uh, man, I didn't under because that was my first year where we had partnered with the the North American Hockey League, and I didn't realize how hard it was for teams to buy sticks, and <laughs> those poor kids. It gave me the full-on understanding of an experience because, and I got to shout out Evan, his creativity. He took uh, the paddle with part of shaft and glued, and he somehow stuck an Easton player shaft on top of it, and he was using it for practice. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Because well, he couldn't get new sticks. He had to come up with a new way to build sticks. So, so it's, it's funny you say that. I mean, there's a bunch of those stories, but I was going to say the one craziest to me is for the Null Showcase. That your team gets fined if you didn't have a Vaughn stick, right? But not one goalie in the league somehow could get a Vaughn stick. Like, I don't know where the disconnect is, whether it's in like the front office or like each team. But or all I remember is what's that? Or it could be me because I'm the one could that's be supposed Ev. to. Maybe that's <laughs> that all I know. It's probably you. Probably still like this day. If you go to the, the hotel parking lot the morning the showcase starts. Every goalie will probably be out there with a can of spray paint blacking out whatever stick they have. <laughs> like that was, that's like the the trademark of being an all goalie if you have a, a spray painted stick for the showcase. And it just looks so bad too. Yeah. Oh, I, I love like seeing I it. it. I love seeing it because here's the insight. I'm the full on all guy. I'm the only guy that takes care of the league. So whether you're ordering custom sets or a team needs a stick, they call this guy. Now we have, you know, we pay a certain amount of dollars to be a part of the league. And the only stipulation in our deal is guys got to use sticks. And if they don't, they got to block them out. Yeah. Now that's the only thing that we pay for. And then we get our name on some stuff and blah, blah, blah. A lot of, you know, a uh, little asterisks is there, but I send out like six to 10 emails before we go into the null showcase. Now, the reason being the pictures, like when, you know, a kid commits, like Sam Metcalf commits to Bethel. They're all the, from the showcase. They're always from the showcase. So we make sure the sticks get painted out. And a kid who just committed, Jack Caruso, shout out Jack, um, huge Vaughn guy. Uh, he had 
is Bowers all spray painted white, and it's not one of those where they tape the edges so it looks clean. It's just thrown down spray paint. Yeah. It looks yeah. so funny. Yeah. So, but you know what? I email the coaches, I email the teams, I email everybody and say, hey, guys, you know, if you need sticks dropped, uh, drop ship to Blaine, I'll have them there. I'll be ready to go. You just let me know, and yeah. it is what it is from there. So I'll never deny a sale. But that anyways. Actually, that reminds me of another Mo Mantha story. So I had just gotten back from Muskegon, and when I was in Muskegon, they gave me warrior sticks because it was just like what they had laying around at the time. Yeah. And then, so I went to St. Cloud like a week after they gave me those sticks and I showed up for that morning skate. And then afterwards, both my sticks were just spray painted white. What? <laughs> yeah. Like Mo just spray painted both of my sticks one day. Like I didn't have any say in it. Like, Oh, cause the he paddle was, he's like, I'm not getting fined. He probably saw that and said, Nope, not today. Chief. Yeah, exactly. So he spray painted the paddles white and the shaft black. Ooh, that's a good look. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So, did you say that was in Muskegon? So, no. I got those sticks from Muskegon, but when I got to St. Cloud, they spray-painted this stick. Well, Sam, I want to say thanks for hopping between two posts. Thanks for taking the time to sit with me, your boy, and Kyle Conan. And uh, I want to wish you the best of luck at Bethel. Have a great summer and tear it up. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Thanks yeah, for having try. me. It was fun. For sure. We'll try to get out there and see you this year. So, Yeah, that'd thanks be awesome. For, yeah, thanks for the time. Stay safe, Sam. We'll see ya. Yeah, you too. Sounds good. And I just want to say thanks again to Sam Metcalf. Guys, uh, an absolute beauty from the Null. Well, uh, that's it for this week. Um, next week, we got a big one lined up for you. First name, Ryan. Last name, Milla. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, great guy. But be sure to like, follow, subscribe, and give us that five-star rating. And uh, be on the lookout for a contest. We got shirts coming. So... We'll see you guys next week. T-shirts. See ya.